Hey everybody, it's Bobby Aragon with Hire Fit. Thank you for joining us in another episode of Hired by Hire Fit. Now today I am extremely excited because I get to interview Bentley Clark, senior talent partner with Adobe. Now Bentley Clark is going to tell us how to get hired by Adobe. And I will preface this by saying that uh, what he's about to say will not guarantee you anything. Uh, however, he will give you a few tips to help stand out from the crowd and potentially land a job at a company like Adobe or another enterprise level company. So without further ado, here's Bentley. How are you? Doing great, Bobby. Happy to be here. Thanks for thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, so Bentley, let's jump right into it, man. Uh, I understand you have four tips for uh, people out there, candidates to be able to stand out, potentially get hired by Adobe. Uh, what do you have for us? What's number one for you? Yeah, absolutely. So as we thought about this, like to your point, there's really no secret sauce. Like you follow X, Y, and Z, you're guaranteed a job at a, at a place like an Adobe or somewhere else. But the reality is, you know, yeah, some of our roles have 800 plus candidates. I saw a role yesterday that had 4,000 applicants to it, wow. uh, which is insane. So I just kind of tried to put together like what makes us what makes it a, an immediate no for someone that applies. Um, and I think that that can be helpful. And, you know, first and foremost, it's really not that big of a secret, but it's have like the relevant experience to what you want to do to go to a place like an Adobe. Um, we're not, you know, this elite company to, by any extent, but we are huge. You know, we're a massive company and there's a lot of billion dollar ideas coming through. And unfortunately, it's just not a really good place to do a career pivot into. Um, a lot of people will reach out to me because they want to get into something like product management and they just don't have that experience as a product manager. They might have some transferable skills, but they don't, they, they, they would be essentially making a career pivot. And just unfortunately, we're not really set up for that right now with our high growth and what we're doing. You know, we, we need people with that relevant experience. And so not to say that down the line, it can't work out, but I definitely would recommend if you're trying to make a career pivot and you want to get noticed that it just unfortunately isn't probably not going to work out. And when you have that relevant experience or, you know, you think you might, right. And you're going into a pool of 800 applicants. I mean, you as the recruiter, it's very hard to be able to sift through 800 applications. Right. Totally. And so I'd imagine, uh, I'm not sure what ATS you're using, but you're able to see pretty quickly whether this person would be able to fit or not. I mean, probably within two seconds, right? Yeah, I'd say between yeah three to 10 seconds is what we take to to see like, hey, you know, is this person even relatively close? And I try to give people the benefit of the doubt, like, hey, is, is just the title different or something? But more often than not, it is a, it is totally different. And so it is, unfortunately, we have to move move on to a different candidate. At a place like Adobe, I get countless messages for people and they just say, hey, I've applied to the software engineer role at Adobe and I'd love to chat. And I, my, I'm like, great. There's a few hundred of them and they all do very different things. I have no idea what you're, what you're doing, what you're looking for. Like do the research. I'll talk to people and I've done a lot of recruiting for say like enterprise IT or even for, for Adobe Acrobat. And you start talking to people and they're why Adobe and they're like, well, I just really want to get in and work on something like Photoshop, you know, that makes this huge impact to the end user. And I just love this job. And I have to have an awkward conversation with them because the job description clearly states this is working for Adobe Acrobat. This is a, yeah. a back-end engineering role or something. And they people maybe didn't do that research to fully understand. They just saw Adobe and 
just threw their name in the hat or something like that. that those, those are going to be, you know, pretty hard to, to get over. Yeah. I mean, cause time is very important, right. And, and, and precious and we don't have that much time. And so, yeah, you can be very excited about a company, but like you mentioned, I mean, Adobe is so big with so many different departments um, that by just saying like, Hey, I want to work for Adobe. It's like, cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll connect with you. But like, I mean, I still have my job to do as well, but if you are very specific and you want to talk with like somebody in the Photoshop department or, or, or whatever, right. It's like, those are different types of conversations, different types of research that you could actually do and be like, okay, who's actually working in that Photoshop department? Who should I connect with? Right. And the, and with that, with the deliberate being deliberate point, we, we can see what roles and how many roles you apply to. And so being deliberate, like not looking super scattered or, you know, even desperate to an extent, like we can see I have had candidates that have applied to 450 different jobs at Adobe and you pull up the list and it's intern 2023 and principal research scientists. Like they've applied to everything, just hoping like something will stick. That's yeah. a huge red flag. And we'll, we'll probably just move on without even like looking too deep into it. Cause it looks like you don't know what you want. Okay. Perfect. Uh, tip number three, Bentley, what do you think? I would say, and this is a very big one. It's probably like a drink every time you hear it, but it's networking. I, uh, you know, network with people and form some type of relationship. Don't be too pushy, but, you know, reach out to the recruiters, reach out to hiring managers or people that you see on LinkedIn and just say, Hey, I'm really interested. And again, back to the research role, have something specific, say, Hey, I'm really interested in this exact role for this reason. And you might not always get a response back because people are very busy, but if you do, that, that'll go a long way. And I can't tell you, like, sure, it might be annoying sometimes as a recruiter, but I'll always at least look at the person and look at their information and look at their resume if it's put in front of me because I want to fill my jobs just as much as other people want jobs. Yep. So, you know, one example is we had a, a guy took a tour at Adobe like four years ago and was just knew this is where I want to work. He met one of the recruiters there and four years later, he saw a posting, reached out to that recruiter because they connected on LinkedIn. That guy sent his information over to me and he was actually a perfect fit. We, we ended up hiring that guy pretty quickly um, from a connection made four years ago. And yep. sometimes it might take that long, but I would, I bet he thinks that that was worth the wait. Absolutely. And it is interesting, um, just going back to your point on, you know, chatting with the recruiters that, I mean, us as recruiters, like we, we talk to people all day, right? Like that's our job is to talk to people. And so it's very hard to find a recruiter that won't at least talk to you or send you a message, you know, because we live on LinkedIn. And so connecting with a recruiter and all the recruiters I know will accept connections, you know, they all want to build up their connections. And so yeah. sending off connections, sending off a message and, you know, and even if you can't, maybe have a conversation on like, you know, career development or where do you see me or anything like that. I mean, um, cause you know, time is very valuable at least having that connection and just saying like, Hey, I'm interested in Adobe. Like, where do you recommend that I look or who do you recommend that I connect with and chat with? Um, because I mean, let's say you are a, a principal engineer or, or, you know, you're um, data scientist, right? Let's say it, it's pretty easy to look up and see who else is a data scientist at Adobe, right? Yeah. Do a simple search and start connecting with, similar people with similar interests in similar fields. I mean, they'll absolutely connect with you, you know, and then being able to ask connections that way. So, you know, if you can't chat with the recruiter, 
Maybe you can chat with somebody internally and then that's how you really start turning into referrals. So talk to me about that really quick, Bentley referrals. I mean, how much, how much weight do you put into referrals versus, you know, some random stranger off the street? Yeah. I think if someone goes out of their way, especially to send me their referral, that's another place where I'll always look, just see like, Hey, like I want to, you're, you're taking the time as an employee to send me someone that you know, and you think that they'll be good. And I'll give you that same respect to look real quick. We are a pretty massive company. We have 30,000 employees. And so it's impossible to go into our applicant tracking system and find every tagged referral and give them all like super, you know, get them all in the process. Unfortunately, that's just not realistic. Um, because like I said, we have roles that have 4,000 applicants and a good chunk of those could be referrals. But if, uh, if that referee sends me that person's information, yeah, I, I just today, yesterday, like I take a look, a lot of times it's not a fit, but I always try to tell the the referrer, you know, why so that they can know and, and hopefully, you know, spread that message back to their contact. Yeah, but I always it, it helps me look at the person, and we have had great success, you know, hiring referrals. Yeah, and, and also, I mean, I've had clients where you know you're you're looking for something, and then you find out that hey, this person's actually connected to this person within the company. I mean, it's pretty easy then to be like, hey, do you remember so and so? Like, how were they? You know, how was their work ethic, and did they do good work? I mean, you know, so being able to find that connection, and I think that goes back to what you're saying within networking, right? Because like, if you are working on a search, and let's say you know nobody in your applicant field or your applicant pool is really even fitting the bill, and you actually have to go out and source for the person, um, and you find someone, you're like, oh, they actually happen to be connected to you know Todd, and you know department next to me. Let me go ask Todd about him. I mean, and it might've just been a connection four years ago. You know, they might've taken a tour at Adobe four years ago, or, you know, they might've gone to a meetup group or something. Right. And they don't know each other, but they know of each other. I mean, that helps too. I think anything that you can do, right. To just be a little bit relevant, stand out a little bit more than the stranger, you know, that, that their name's coming up next, that all helps. Right. Yeah. I would be hesitant though, to, to do like something that happens to me a lot is people will reach out to me and in their message, ask for a, ref- a referral to a role. Oh, and like you got maybe do a little bit of massaging, do a little bit of, you know, so like, <laughs> but to just be like, Hey, can you refer me to this? Like, I, I don't know. That's also asking me to, you know, put my name behind you and, yeah. and I'm a recruiter. I'm happy to do it. Like to, if I'm working on a role, I'll screen you and I'll advocate <laughs> for you, but I'm not going to just say, refer you like you know does that make sense like absolutely different role different group different everything i don't know you exactly exactly perfect uh and your fourth and final tip bentley uh to potentially get hired by adobe or another enterprise level company what would you say yeah so one thing that i really appreciate about a place like adobe is it is also very you know culture oriented and there is a huge like soft skill component to adobe hiring And so being authentic is a really big deal. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've personally like declined someone or gotten someone to the next stage where they're in the interview and they're reading, they're reading from a script and it's very apparent. You know, when I say why Adobe and you hear their voice change and they're like, Adobe is the the world leader in creative tools. And they like by doing $20 billion a year. And they have this whole like pitch yeah. for me and they're they're clearly reading it. 
not going to be a good fit and especially yeah. making it to the next round or to where, you know, you're getting more technical or more in depth with a hiring leader or the team to then be reading from a script. That's going to, we can figure that out pretty quickly. And unfortunately that's just not, those aren't going to be the right soft skills. You're, you, we want you to be authentic. We want you to come in and be your true self. Don't have a script and maybe, you know, you can have notes, obviously, if you're nervous about talking, but, but be authentic. That would be my last and final point is, you know, don't, don't uh, look like a robot don't, or don't come off like a robot that you're not truly in it to try and get this job here. Yeah. And this is something that I preach a lot is to practice, you know, there, there's a difference between reading a script and rehearsing what you're going to say. Right. I mean, you can be prepared for questions that are going to come your way. And if you ask me, you know, tell me about why you want to work at Adobe, like that's a pretty basic question that you're probably going to get asked. So practice, rehearse, you know, talk with somebody um, don't come off, like you said, as a robot. And, you know, if, if you know what you're going to say, um, you know, it, it, you're not reading it, you're not going to be a robot. Right. Yeah. But understand like why you actually want to work at Adobe and like, yeah, you can know that they're the world's largest, you know, uh, creative company. I mean, you can know that, but like, how, what does that mean to you? So no, really good tips, Billy. I, I appreciate it, man. Any, any, any last thoughts for our listeners? Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I do know like job searching sucks and it can be really hard. And, you know, we, it, it's, it's hard to know that you're one of 4,000 people when you apply and uh, you know, we're all trying to, to help people out. And so hopefully this can, this can help and, you know, work for somebody. Um, I'm happy to accept connections. I mean, feel free to, to connect with me on LinkedIn and I can't always help. I can't always just like hop on a call to talk about your career goals. Cause I've got, a million interviews to do, but I'm happy to at least, you know, try and support in some way um, or just build that network. And, and yeah, hopefully we can all, all find happy jobs. Love it. Well, thanks, Billy. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to chat with me. I uh, hope your uh, 2024 is uh, very successful and, and much success uh, to you in the future. Appreciate it. Absolutely, Bobby. It's cool seeing just you and Higher Fit, you guys taking off. So, uh, you know, hopefully more people continue to work with you because it seems like you're doing a great thing. Perfect. Thanks, Billy. Absolutely.